Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Granny Rainbow. Thanks for listening to my friend Frater R.C. read from my out-of-print book, High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold. So to give you guys some background on an interview I'm going to post soon uh, with Arissa Victor, um, we want to look at one of her books, which has gone out of print. And I was working a bit last year to try and get it back into print with Isis House Publishing, uh, Temple of Isis. But yeah, things have changed in the world. But I thought I would give you a glimpse of that book as a way of understanding a bit about Arissa and where her tradition and perspective comes from as both an expert on astrology, tarot, and high magic. So here's a bit of a inter, uh, perspective and some commentary on high magic, how to turn your lead into gold. <clears throat> Other books by Arissa Victor are High School Astrology, a textbook of ageless wisdom, The Spoken Kabbalah, Tarot Explorations of the One Self, previously published as Thursday Night Tarot by Jason Lauderhand with Arissa as compiler and editor of Jason's Weekly Talks, published by the Fraternity of Hidden Light. High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold, an alchemy textbook from Granny Rainbow's School of Ageless Wisdom. I love Arissa. Written and illustrated by Arissa Victor, Priestess of Isis, Isis House Publishing, 2012. This book is dedicated to Isis. Planetary awakening. At the root of social change is a spiritual revolution, sweeping around beloved planet Earth. Human thought will rearrange with newfound resolution, knowing ageless wisdom has great worth. Ideas that once seemed strange are now a real solution to global restoration and rebirth. And I'm going to read you the acknowledgments of of this because uh, <clears throat> gives you more background on who she is when we have our uh, when I yeah do the interview. 
Acknowledgements. If you contribute to other people's happiness, you will find the true goal, the true meaning of life. Tenzin Gyatso, the 14th Dalai Lama, 1935 to present. This high magic information comes from the inner school of ageless wisdom. The leader of this venerable group of adepts and teachers is the Comte de Saint Germain, guardian of the Aquarian Age. The topic is the Western Hermetic Mysteries, specifically as set forth in the writings of Dr. Paul Foster Case, 1884 to 1954. And in the Spoken Kabbalah by Jason Lauderhan, 1911 to 1995. So these are Arissa's main influences and in the tradition she comes from, though not initiated per se into the builders of the Adidam, which was Paul Foster Case's outshoot group after his he completed his training in the Golden Dawn, or a version of the Golden Dawn anyway. <clears throat> and uh, it also shows that um, the tradition she comes from, as she says, is not the Western esoteric tradition, the Western esoteric. She calls it the Western Hermetic Mysteries, which I think is great. Um, despite Honograph and other academics now turning over the idea of the Hermetic Renaissance in place of uh, Oriental Platonism, as they're calling it now on Vogue in academia, it's uh, worth recognizing that though it may have been fewer people than we think practicing Hermeticism from the Middle Ages through the Renaissance on, and before that, of course, uh, the tradition is still there. It just wasn't perhaps as widespread and on vogue as we some people, mainly Francis A. Yates' theories, suggested. And continuing, information from Matthew Ward, 1962 to 1980, a current inner planes contact, is a source of global inspiration and guidance that rings pure and clear. Lady Olivia Robertson, 1917 on, she has since passed, Archpriestess of Isis and co-founder of the Fellowship of Isis is an amazing inspiration to many as well. These are the human teachers of this great full disciple of truth. We all bow in deepest gratitude to the inner teacher, the one self in every heart. Undying thanks to my publisher, the magnificent priestess de Tracy Regula of Isis House Publishing for accepting this book before it was written and for being a stellar guide through the process. Many, many hugs and kisses to beloved sister priestess Silma Pamela Smith, my copy editor and proofreader through every page of all my books, spanning over 22 years so far. Great gratitude to Archpriestess Lady and Lorian Vignier, creator of Isis Oasis and founder of the Temple of Isis. This book was conceived at the Oasis during the convocation of the goddess, focusing that year on Heket, a fertility and magic deity. Suzanne Ward, Matthew's mother, has been a faithful scribe for her son's books and messages, which have been my most reliable source for sensible information about Earth's ascension process. Anthony Wright's correlations of Chinese metaphysics to Kabbalist philosophy have been mind-expanding for me. Rob Califf has been an extremely kind supporter of my classes and readings at his open secret bookstore in San Rafael, Marin County, San Francisco Bay Area. As always, the support of my wise and loving family, the Jelinskis, has been the backbone of all my efforts toward passing on the teachings of ageless wisdom. I thank them with all my heart. Special appreciation goes to my cat, Sita, loving comforter and vigilant guardian of sacred space. Prostrations and thanks to my patron goddess, Almighty Isis, for her unfailing love, inspiration, and magic. 
More about her in the chapter that bears her name. Also thanks to Mother Nature, who does everything with her magical god powers. Birds fly, whales communicate over hundreds of miles, huge trees grow from tiny seeds, mountains hold the earth steady, humans create art. Native people all over the world revere nature and participate with her magical powers in order to keep the tribes healthy and happy. We can all learn to do that. It is not difficult. After all, it is just doing what comes naturally. A bow of deep appreciation to Wikipedia for their tremendous effort to give us as much truth in words and pictures as the world as possible to the world as possible. To you, dear reader, deserve acknowledgement. Your interest in high magic is an indication that your body, mind, and heart are wanting the alchemy of self-transmutation. May your every step take you higher on the path of return. Line drawings that are not credited are mine. Many are from another book, High School Astrology, a textbook of ageless wisdom, which you can get on Amazon and and is really, really good, actually. It's, It's quite quite the book uh, for anyone by Arissa Victor as Granny Rainbow. For inspiration and unfailing assistance in my efforts to communicate some part of the ageless wisdom, I think myself. Read on and you will see why. So I've been uh, teaching Monday Night Magic classes uh, on Kabbalah and such things in terror with Arissa for the last six months. That time is over now due to the coronavirus pandemic and the shutdown of the retreat center here. And um, so, yeah, these next few time experiences with Arissa will sadly be the last. She's 80 and a wonderful lady and working with her and, and bantering and learning from her experience has been truly, truly awesome. And uh, she's just a delightful human being. So, here is what she has written. Magnum opus. Pictures. And there's a picture of the magician card, which she drew. Pictures convey more information than words, but sometimes words help us understand symbolic pictures. The title of the illustration in question is Magnum opus, which means great work. Opus is applied to artistic endeavors. For example, Beethoven's pastoral symphony is his sixth opus. In alchemy, the opus is your whole body of spiritual effort, artistry, and accomplishment, all aimed toward the mighty achievement of self-realization. The work is often called a process of awakening. Tarot cards were created to assist aspirants in the magnum opus. Therefore, tarot images are appropriate symbols of alchemical transformation. The tarot high magician pictured here is awake to himself and conscious connection with all that is. Behind him, the tarot high priestess represents all that is. She exemplifies the feminine principle of mothering and supply, the source who responds to the magician and embodies his desires. The open giving hand of the goddess is empowering her devotee with inner light. He is the magician. She is the magic, the amazing living quantum field that manifests all things in time and space. While maintaining conscious connection to source, the magician looks down modestly, keeping his attention focused on his altar and his sacred tools, wand, fire, cup, water, sword, air, and pentacle coin, earth. His steady attention keeps the life power pouring into his upraised hand, symbol of will, 
and through all his thoughts, words, and deeds. These emanations flow out to the world, cycle around, and return multiplied. Thus does the high magician see his desires manifest in peace and joy. The golden coin on his altar signifies the beneficial physical results of his work. Around his head, a halo denotes enlightenment. Around his waist, the snake eating its tail in it is an ancient emblem of eternity. Five is the number of humanity, and a five-pointed star or pentagram stands for perfected humanity. Emblazoned on a golden coin, it symbolizes full embodiment of divinity resulting from complete identification with the one true self. The goddess, alchemy's mysterious first matter, feels everything this magician is thinking. His head, intellect, is contacting her heart, love. Above his head, an infinity sign indicates that their relationship is never-ending. It also symbolizes that all-important equilibrium so essential to the great work. The high priestess is Isis, queen of the stars and mistress of magic. Her temple is the cosmos. She is ever-present for every individual, while at the same time she sustains all the universes, truly our great mother. Just as all life in the ocean arises in and is sustained by the ocean, so do we live and move and have our being in the cosmic ocean of consciousness. That boundless sea is symbolized as the wave in her blue cape. Divine Mother's third eye sees everything all the time. Her rainbow energy represents the beauty and abundance of all the wondrous possibilities open to a high magician. This is not only a retreat center, this is uh, also an animal sanctuary with 100, over 150 animals from emus to alpacas to ocelots and a lot of roosters that never cease crowing no matter what time of the day or night. It's a fun place. <clears throat> In other symbolism, the wreath of roses forms a zero, suggesting alchemy's transcendent no-thing, which in turn is represented as the sublime fool in tarot, who is androgynous, superconscious, birthless, and deathless. The heart sun is God eternal light. Twenty-two stars stand for the twenty-two major arcana tarot cards. Dark night on the left of the picture and bright daylight on the right corresponds to the black yin and white yang pillars in the temple of the tarot. High priestess, in the corners, nature, spirits, elemental, divas joyfully assist the noble art of high magic. In this illustration, you will find no representation of alchemical lead because all heavy downward density has been transmuted into enlightenment, spiritual gold to have and to hold. Part 1. Basic Occult Science 1. Welcome. Know thyself timeless and eternally important ancient temple inscription. Thank you for coming to this temple of wisdom, this place where you can explore your spirit and soul with no interference of any kind. Here you will receive information and support for humanity's ultimate quest, self-knowledge. The priestess of this sacred place is a student of the ascended masters of the inner school of ageless, ageless wisdom. It is into the loving presence of these magicians that you now enter. You will receive as much empowerment as you are capable of handling. The masters are humans and initiates 
of other races who have studied and successfully applied the teachings of ageless wisdom, spiritual occultism, in their own lives. Understanding the power for good of these priceless teachings, the masters reach out through all willing channels to help humanity. In this universally important time of planet Earth's ascension to higher realms, dimensions, Earth humans are awakening to wisdom that has been kept secret for eons, the secret of who we really are. For millennia, these teachings existed in books of the wise, but were not easily available to regular people. In the past 50 or so years, there has been an explosion of spiritual and metaphysical material of all kinds, yet still... Many have never heard of ageless wisdom, or have been misled to believe occult science is evil. No way. It is a lofty and worthy path of light. The high magic of spiritual alchemy is an important aspect of ageless wisdom. Occult means hidden, concealed. The custodians of these teachings have been great at keeping them secret, but secrecy is not necessary anymore. There was a time when you could be tortured or lose your life if you were caught studying the ideas of ancient seers, that is, because their teachings are amazingly empowering to any student with a high magic inclination, with the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Priests and rulers did not want their flocks and subjects to become free thinkers. That would have meant free people. Sometimes... Those ruling powers tried to use the sacred teachings for their own selfish purposes, but their dreams of omnipotence always fell short. High magic will not work for selfish ambitions. It remains occult, hidden from those who would abuse it. Negative magic, Satanism, may appear to work for a while, but there is always a steep price to pay. Please don't waste your time on any magical studies that negate your best heart-wise intentions. You will be glad you honored goodness, for the primal will to good will bless your life and make your heart sing. Occult wisdom aims to get the flocks out of the barn and into open fields of mystical truth, where individuals may explore their deepest spiritual inclinations through experience, rather than being told what to think. What is this hidden truth, this big idea that empowers structures, finds so threatening? It is contained in the universal Kabbalah, a spiritual science that operates on a cosmic scale. Its sacred teachings are not the property of any particular world, let alone any one religion or country. The universal Kabbalah states that the deep self of every being anywhere is divine, no matter what the outer appearance may be. This wonderful truth seems hidden behind veils of illusion, but the veils are thinning now, and self-realization is possible for all. We are witnessing the end of controlled thinking. As the age of Aquarius dawns in full splendor, truth arises in the mind of humanity. Arissa's currently working on getting her final book out, maybe not her final, but her unpublished book called Tarot for Self-Realization. And given this experience we're all facing now with the pandemic, I, I wonder what she, her revised thoughts of that will be. And I'll definitely ask her in our interview later this uh, week. <clears throat> That'll be part of a trinity of interviews with tarot experts, in, including some ones I think you'll find very interesting. In the Kabbalah, God is defined as all that ever was, is, or shall, or shall be. Uh, in other words, 
Everything in existence is sacred and holy. You, me, the guy or gal next door, the dog and cat, but maybe you already knew that. Trees, rocks, oceans, weather, other planets. Even things or people we judge as bad or wrong. Everything together is one life. Each part of the one is of equal value to any other part. The whole, the unity of infinite equal parts held in one mind, can be called God, but occultists prefer to call it the self, the life power, or perhaps the absolute. Down through millennia, those who have realized the self know this self is a fact, not a belief. In this book, the word God is not used much because of the mistaken images it brings up for most people of a male being who can damn you to hell. There are certain instances when the author feels the capital G is appropriate, such as when referring to our God powers, the creativity shared by all beings as parts of one life. When writing of gods and goddesses, capitalizations are used in the spelling of their proper names. Your temple priestess likes to use the phrases life itself, creator, creation, one source, or true self of all. The self with capital S is way beyond definition by words. It is impossible to put a definite name to that which is beyond our human comprehension. Therefore, each student can find a name or names they like for the one life, light, love that we are. That we are not what we are made of or made by. This understanding is the essence of ageless wisdom. The teachings of ageless wisdom lead us to the ultimate spiritual insight that each human's truest, highest self-definition is self-definition, with the capital S. All things comprise the one self, but humans have the added blessing and responsibility of realizing we are that. Yogis of the East have been pointing out this truth about the self forever. They have kept this wisdom in its purest outer form. The inner school masters of wisdom, it pure in hidden form in the West, in mystery schools, secret organizations, and the tarot deck. Ageless wisdom is known as the yoga of the West. Yoga means union or communion with the only self. In the East... This spiritual science is called Raja Yoga. Physical Hatha Yoga may or may not be part of one's Raja Yoga practice. However, in both alchemy and yoga, the practitioner's body is transformed through the higher energies that accompany awakening. If you add Bhakti, the yoga of love, the process becomes easier and more enjoyable. The threat of death from being caught studying these teachings has passed. Although a kid in the Bible Belt might have to hide this book under their mattress, under her mattress. Be brave, my young friend. The forward movement of life itself will help you be yourself. Just be. With nothing added and nothing taken away is bliss. Out beyond ideas of right doing and wrong doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. Rumi, 1207-1273, Sufi poet. In part one of this book, we will be looking at ideas of Western spiritual occultism and practicing how to apply metaphysics in our lives. Part two introduces some training in spiritual alchemy, spiritual tarot, and spiritual astrology. This whole book is about transforming the lead of our ignorance into the gold of wisdom, which is our self-realization. No physical riches can even be begin to compare with the greatest prize of all, the self, 
your priestess will quote her teachers profusely, that their light may be extended over ever more fully into the world. No physical riches can even begin to compare with the greatest prize of all, the self. Your priestess will quote her teachers profusely, that their light may be extended ever more fully into the world. Wherever this sacred information is taught or studied, a virtual temple forms on the inner planes. Beings of light attend the seekers and teachers, enter the temple of learning in peace, and receive the teachings with open heart and mind. The high magic will work its wonders in your body, mind, and soul. That which was heavy and dense will become light and spacious. The truth will set you free. The author of this book uses the spelling of Kabbalah, with a C, preferred by her immediate teacher, Jason Lauderhand, who likes things simple and available to all. As a quick footnote to that, so the three common traditions are Kabbalah with the K used by for, to represent Jewish Kabbalah. The C is traditionally used amongst academics, and the Q uh, to represent the hermetic fusion from uh, the Western mystery tradition. <clears throat> These winged sun disks, symbols of success in the great work, indicate the location of the how-to exercises. Do not be deceived by old ideas that illumination is too difficult for ordinary people. That was never true. The problem was unavailability of information. In this book are tried and true methods that work. Some of these suggestions may seem very simple, but unpretentious is often more accurate than fancy. Try the exercises that call to you. When you have built up some steam, do the ones that seem more challenging. And be aware that for most people, realization is a gradual process, although some people are given a major awakening all at once. The process is unique for each individual. Do not imagine the quest is easy. This pursuit is called the great work for a good reason. It brings out the very best in each aspirant who must connect with inner realities to restrain, retrain, and redefine himself or herself. Just keep focused on knowing yourself, making that separation between that and the ego. Always choose the best, deepest truth you can grasp. And above all, put your heart first. The heart is wise and the mind, well, look where we got ourselves by placing intellect over feeling. As your guide, through some of the halls of ageless wisdom, I will talk with you as I have done with students, clients, and friends for many years. The great work has been my passion since I first heard of it in 1968. I'm always thinking and talking about the spiritual sciences that can be free, that can free the mind and exalt the soul. Do not be concerned if you don't get all that is said the first time round. This information can deepen one's wisdom no matter how many times one encounters it. I have been working with this material daily for 44 years, and the mystery continues to deepen. The great occultist and scientific genius Sir Isaac Newton said that at the end of his life that he had been like a child playing with pebbles on the shore of an endless sea. You will notice there are repetitions of themes. Sometimes different names for the same thing arise from various metaphysical disciplines. We look at ideas from as many angles as possible. Repetition of Kabbalist philosophy helps the message to sink in. My teacher, Jason Lauderhand, taught a class about the same major arcana tarot's 
keys every Thursday night for over 40 years. I attended his class for half of that time, one key per week for 22 weeks, then start over. It was by far the best part of my week. Repetition is not boring when it assists the student to grasp magical subjects more deeply. That really is the strength of Paul Foster Case's Boda methodology. He went from the Golden Dawn, discarded the Anakian system, and really emphasized the tarot as the uh, primal focus of the work. Also, the way uh, Arissa ends each chapter with just a list of exercises for the practical component of things is really interesting, and I think a good pedagogical methodology to just give a chapter on theory and ideas and then just state the exercises clear and simply at the end. They don't need to be drawn out into lengthy operations. Uh, yeah. Although lots of fun, so-called stage magic and computer-generated illusions are only trickery and have no place in this book. The only tricky thing about real magic is people might not recognize it when it happens right before their eyes. True magic is not obvious, and high magic is the most subtle of all. And that is one reason why it is called hermetic, sealed, and occult, hidden. An alert observer can spot a high magician if they know or intuit the signs. Lao Tzu described mastery like this. The ancient masters were profound and subtle. Their wisdom was unfathomable. There is no way to describe it. All we can describe is their appearance. They were careful as someone crossing an iced-over stream, alert as a warrior in enemy territory, courteous as a guest, fluid as melting ice, shapeable as a block of wood, receptive as a valley, clear as a glass of water. Lao Tzu, Dao Chi Ching. Sixth century BC, China, translated by Stephen Mitchell in The Enlightened Heart. As portrayed here, self-mastery is the opposite of someone who parades around showing off what a big ego they have. Anyone who says they are a master is not a master. Of course, a person can be very skilled and capable master of any aspect of life, such as art, chess, music, math, teaching, gardening, architecture, etc. Here, we are speaking specifically of masterful high magicians, masters of themselves. They are identified with life itself. They do not need a master's degree awarded by any college. Masters of metaphysics are people who, through surrender of the small ego identity, have gained superconscious expertise in the school of life. Self-realization occurs in every era and in every country. In these times of global transformation, the possibility is available to all. May light be extended upon you, dear reader, and give you inner peace. May you apply the high magic of ancient sages to transmute the lead of separation into gold of union with your own masterful true self. In service to the one life, light, love. Arissa Victor, a.k.a. Granny Rainbow, Priestess of Isis, May 20, 2012. 2. As above, so below. I am the unmoved witness of the great transmutation. Hermes Trismegistus, an immortal. Aphorism means a concise statement of a truth. As above, so below is a shining gem among aphorisms. Four simple words contain the whole teaching of spiritual occultism. This masterful statement is worthy of your deepest, most searching and receptive contemplations. When you finally grasp its meaning, you will be enlightened. True, without falsehood, certain and most true, 
that which is above is as that which is below, and that which is below is as that which is above, for the performance of the miracles of the one thing. Hermes Trismegistus, the Emerald Tablet. The Magician, Tarot Major Arcana Key 1. In a photo of the Albano Weight Tarot Deck, Frankie Albano and Pamela Coleman-Smith. Let us consider this first sentence of the alchemy's famous emerald tablet of Hermes Trismegistus, Hermes the Thrice Great. The magician of the tarot is enacting the aphorism as above, so below, also known as the law of correspondence. He represents the part of us that is consciously attuned to source. The all power flows through him or her from source to manifest in this world. Tarot Key 1 symbolizes the human intellect as a peacefully focused witness who is observing the miracles of life taking place, knowing life itself as the doer. This image represents the High Magician, the Enlightened Ego, with a capital E. The I, I am in human beings who know they are a conduit for life force to flow into manifestation. Where the intellect points, what we think about is where the life force goes. In other words, our part in the magical process is to carefully choose what we want and then hold the thought faithfully in mind. The magician also knows he is just an ordinary guy. For very small in comparison, very small in comparison to the all. And he knows that although the above is great and the below is small, the difference is in degree only. In essence, they are the same. Above and below are not separate, but one, affirmed in as above, so below. The appearance of separation is for the purpose of relationship, for the fun of it. I am you as you are he as you are me and we are all together. The Beatles, I am the walrus. To explore as above, so below, contemplate the law of correspondence in relation to the macrocosm, large world or nature, and the microcosm, small world or person. This research leads to knowledge of the one life shared by all beings throughout all time and space. You are not one thing, and the universe a different thing. The universe is everything, the all. Since you are part of the all, you must be like it. You must work the same way it works. The abilities of the universe are your abilities. If its desires are your desires, its energies are your energies. Astrology is an expression of the law of correspondence. Events that are happening in the heavens are happening in our lives as well. We don't have to give our power away to astrology, but we can use it to determine the most opportune times for action or inaction. For instance, consider the planet Mercury, which corresponds to the tarot magician, which corresponds to our intellect. When Mercury goes retrograde, appears to be going backwards. Three times a year, those are ideal times for introspection. Affairs in the outer world tend to go awry. People who observe Mercury's cycles can cite many examples. Personally, I appreciate that our magician in the sky gives us special times for inner reflection here on Earth. Yeah, people are always complaining about Mercury retrograde and looking for go direct. I'm the opposite. It's the retrograde times that I get the most done and my life goes the best and I'm able to... Yeah, it's, uh, I'm definitely a fan of Mercury retrograde, probably because my Mars is conjuncted. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's very cool that she makes that point. 
As an astrologer, I have seen over and over again how a person's horoscope or birth chart reflects their personality, disposition, character, and life path. The unique pattern that happens in the heavens at the time of birth also happens in the newborn human. How could that not be so? Ageless wisdom teaches that every single person is a miniature universe, and nature is the great universe. Small or large, we share the same powers and faculties. As above, so below. This line of reasoning takes us back to our source. We are not just born of mom and dad, here in the below. The Kabbalah says we have a cosmic mom and dad. In the above, we are children of the universe. And now, a word from our sponsors. While we cannot control whether any ads get put in the spots allocated, we thank you for listening to those that do since they help keep this project alive. You can also get ad-free content and bonus content and videos and a private webpage by subscribing exclusively to magicwithoutfears.com for only a couple dollars a week or $6 a month or 50 for the year. It helps a lot, plus you get emails about other exclusive things. Thank you very much. Part of self-realization is remembering who you are and where you come from before agreeing to participate in the holographic Earth experience. As Earth's transition to higher dimensions continues, it will be progressively easier to grasp the reality of the, or your unity with the One Life. Every single person on Earth wanted to come here to experience our great collective awakening. Only sturdy souls were selected, beyond whatever you may think about your life. You have a spiritual reason to be here and a mission to fulfill. Life itself has no judgment about your beliefs or our actions. The creator of the cosmos gave its own free will to all souls, which means all beings of any kind. Free will is a law of life. Another law of life is actions create reactions. If we don't like what we are seeing, we must change what we are thinking and doing. This seems simplistic but we have been trained to give our power away to other people and circumstances, or to ignore our free will and blame God for everything. The fact remains, we are the creators of our experience. Much suffering results from ignorance about how our thoughts manifest as our experience in the world. As we claim our true self, we come to understand life from a higher perspective. When spiritual ignorance is gone and the suffering also disappears, Darkness turns to light. Lead becomes gold. <clears throat> At any time, any person may change their ways and embrace the light and truth of their divine nature. As above, so below means we are all divine. As below, so above means this earth is heaven. Mother Earth is claiming her divinity now. If we want to return with her to her original blessed state, we must embrace that which is above in ourselves. The more we do, the easier and more exciting life becomes, personally and collectively. Here she's hit on a point that is actually the subject of my new book. Now that I've finished releasing all my old seven years of writings of the Tehuti manuscripts from my training in the Golden Dawn, I now finally am free to finish a up-to-date perspective of what I think about things in the state of hermeticism today. As magicians, as high magicians, while we become more attuned to that which is above, 
we must not neglect that which is below. Hmm. Symbolized by the garden in key one. This is where the magic actually happens. The beautiful, bountiful garden represents the feminine earth element which can supply every good thing for our health and happiness when we use our magical powers properly. In tarot, the high priestess rules the below. She is a mighty goddess indeed, but she will only produce what her partner, the magician, requests by his thoughtful focus. When the intellect is a quiet witness to the flow of life force from above, Mother Nature can produce miracles from below. The Emerald Tablet states that the law of correspondence exists for the performance of the miracles of one thing. Some people think of miracles as contrary to the laws of nature, but the Kabbalah sees nature herself and all life as miraculous, marvelous, and magical. Kabbalists say everything comes out of no thing. The magic of life is very exciting and real to awakened perception. In fact, we are using magic power all the time. Ageless wisdom aims to shift humanity to this higher understanding so we can use our manifesting powers sensibly. Many ancient or indigenous peoples built structures or created ceremonies with the intention of mirroring heavenly formations or events. These were purposeful, physical enactments of the below reflecting the above. The three pyramids on the Egyptian Giza Plateau are a perfect mirror image of the three stars in Orion's belt in the heavens. For thousands of years, the Dogon people of Africa have held a major dance ceremony every 52 years that mimics the 52-year cycle of Sirius A and Sirius B. These are photos of this dance and the Dogon's diagram of the Sirius system painted on the roof of the cave in the movie The Secret Life of Plants. Now for the practical part of this end of this chapter. How to work with the law of correspondence. To understand the equivalence between you and the universe, pick an aspect of yourself and then look for it on the grand scale. For example, your body is full of cells that work together as a whole. The universe is a very large body full of stars and worlds that work together as a whole. Keep looking. There is no end to the list of correspondences. Next exercise. Humans will create heaven on earth when they clear away negative thought forms of fear, anger, greed, etc. Individuals are already doing this clearing in their personal lives. When your mind is free of egoic attachments, everything in the below becomes beautiful to your eyes. Practice looking on the bright side and ignoring negative energies. There is light in everything. Without light, there is no life. I would say that's an exercise akin to meditation one in the GD, in the GD system. <clears throat> Ask to be a channel for light to come from above through your thoughts, words, actions, and physical touch. Give that light generously to the, everything around you in the below. Start now. You do not have to be better in any way to bring more light to earth. And that, I would say, is reminiscent of the, why we do the middle pillar ritual. Ask yourself these questions. In what ways does the classic tarot picture of the magician, handed down over centuries, teach us about as above, so below, and 
as below, so above. What does the symbolism teach us about how to work with the laws of life? This is very clearly akin to the uh, tarot contemplation exercise ritual of the neophyte in the Golden Dawn. The magician is also called the alchemist, the artist, and the operator. Ponder the meaning of these words. Can you recognize these characters within yourself? In what way are they magical? Next exercise. The magician has a source, the fool, in tarot, and a partner, the high priestess. Keep this in mind as you read on. Think about what this three-partner team symbolizes within your microcosm and how you may best put it to use. Kabbalah teaches that there is an exact macrocosmic reflection of the fool, magician, and high priestess in the above, called the three supernals on the tree of life. Page 18. A high magician always attunes to his or her open-hearted inner light, i.e. intuition for guidance. In this regard, the upraised wand of the magician is plugging into source. Always remember you have inner as well as outer guidance in your ma- high magical process. Inner guides are always there to help manifest your heart's desire. Please welcome your guides with all honor and humility. And of course, in the 110 Zelator grade, you are introduced to the creation of astral temples when you enter Malkut, the Sephirah of the kingdom. Note, gender. Every individual person has female, male, and androgynous aspects in their being. We are instructed by the inner school to identify with all the tarot cards called keys, no matter what gender body we may inhabit at the moment or what gender body is depicted in the tarot key. The magician is ineffective without his partner, the high priestess, tarot major arcana key too, and both of them are aspects of the androgynous fool, Key zero. The Kabbalah. Our deep hidden self is always trying to illuminate us as to the truth. Jason Lauderhand, 1911 to 1995. The Spoken Kabbalah, Tarot Explorations of the One Self. Photo here of Jason Lauderhand, Kabbalah teacher, photo by Ann Siegel in 1989. The Universal Kabbalah is all about the self. As the Yoga of the West, The Kabbalah offers much the same wisdom as ancient Sanskrit holy books of the East. The major teaching of both spiritual sciences is that there is only one self, period. All existence is that. We are not like the self or part of the self. We are the self. We are one. All is one. That cosmic understanding is the main message of this book. Quote, That self, which is free from impurities, free from old age or death, from hunger or thirst, whose desire is wise and whose desire comes true, that self is to be sought after. That self is to be inquired about and realized. Those who by learning about the self realize that, obtain all the worlds and all desires. The Upanishads, Ancient Scriptures of India. Once in my youth, I encountered that odd word, Kabbalah, in a novel. I remember looking it up in one of those old, huge dictionaries. The definition, secret doctrine of the self. Mystified, 
my mind and stirred my heart. I do not remember the novel, but the seed of the self had been planted. Little did I know, destiny was knocking. Then when I first read about the only self, I said, What? What are they talking about in the Upanishad's ancient Indian text? I just happened to be staying overnight in a place in a foreign land, France. An English translation of the Sanskrit holy book was on the bedstand. About ten minutes of reading rooted the question of the self in my mind. There the question stayed, but was not answered until written Kabbalah lessons appeared, unbidden, as a surprise gift, in my mailbox about seven years later. It was the best gift I ever got. Among other wonders, those lessons made references to the Upanishads. The universal Kabbalah is based in esoteric wisdom of the self. Yogis of India and the occultists of the West share a common spiritual philosophy. The correspondence course lessons had been written by Dr. Paul Foster Case. His weekly lessons taught the wisdom of the Kabbalah as a Western version of the philosophy of the self. Um, as a note, I find that interesting, actually, because I, I sort of, I've talked to Arissa, and I know she didn't go through initiations at the Boda Halls or anything like that, as far as I believe, uh, though she may have forgotten and actually done it, but I didn't realize that the entire Boda system might actually just be able to be learned through the correspondence course, which, if that's the case, that's very cool. It took many years of daily study of those lessons, but I did finally begin to get some basic understanding about the secret doctrine of the self. Life has sped up since then due to the increasing frequencies of Earth's ascension process, page 68. You, dear reader, are enabled by life itself to much more easily understand and incorporate the wisdom, love, and power of your true self into your consciousness, and the more some individuals partake of the alchemy of the self, the easier it becomes for everyone. In Hebrew, Kabbalah means reception. The information encoded in the Kabbalah Tree of Life will convey itself to receptive minds and hearts. The Tree of Life is the great glyph wherein we are encoded all mysteries of tarot, astrology, alchemy, gematria, and high magic. We cannot grasp or command the sacred mysteries, but we may accept them as a gift from highly evolved wise men and wise women. In so doing, we become part of a spiritual brother-sisterhood dedicated to the practice and dissemination of metaphysical truth. Even though sincere students of the Universal Kabbalah hope to see everyone become aware of these very helpful teachings about this oneself, these timeless mysteries will always be sacred and a secret to those whose minds are not ripe for information. To you who hold this book in your hands, or on your screen or headset, <laughs> or your computer, oh, she says that, amazing, please consider it a gift of the spirit and a key to the secret of life, your life which is the one life of all. Notes, spelling of Kabbalah. Hmm. Since this word is a transliteration from Hebrew to English, there is no one correct way to spell it. Kabbalah with a K is usually a Jewish spelling. <laughs> it is believed by many that Moses learned Kabbalah in ancient Egypt and taught it to the Hebrew people. Yes, it is the mystical side of the Hebrew faith and also a universal spiritual science. Paul Foster Case used the spelling Kabbalah, Q with a Q, which denotes secret, hidden, timeless mysteries. Kabbalah, with a C, is more plebeian, accessible to everyone. Last time I checked, it was still the only spelling of this word in the English dictionary. Although, funnily enough, of course, yet we have many new words added these days, but we haven't updated the varietals of Kabbalah as an as a orthographic spelling. My best reason 
of all for choosing the Kabbalah with a C spelling is this. My beloved high magic teacher, Jason Lauderhand, specifically requested that spelling for his book. I gave him a list of all possible spellings, and that is what he chose. His book is created from typescripts of recordings of his classes, which I edited over a 15-year period and published in 1989 as The Thursday Night Tarot, a title chosen by the publisher. It was republished in 2010 as The Spoken Kabbalah, Tarot Explorations of the One Self, which was our title when the book was first created. Jason was a dear friend and student of Paul Foster Case, who used the spelling Kabbalah with a Q. Dear reader, just use the spelling that works for you. Note, cabal. A dictionary definition says cabal refers to a secret group involved with conspiracy and intrigue. I believe this idea arose from a misunderstanding of secret societies and that studied Kabbalah in the Middle Ages. Their only plot was to become enlightened, an endeavor that had to be hidden from the church, government, and the general public. Unenlightened forces often attack light-filled endeavors. Perhaps those of dark intent actually created the creepy kind of cabal. Exercises. How to connect to the universal Kabbalah. Prepare a sacred space. It can be simple or elaborate. Indoors or in nature. Just follow your heart and instincts. Prepare a notebook, especially for your Kabbalah studies. Prepare yourself for a dedication ceremony. As in all magical workings, turn to your innermost self for guidance. Be aware that you are standing at a point in space where east, south, west, and north comes together with above, below, and center. The center is your heart. Send love and light from your heart in all directions. Feel love and light becoming back to you in return. From your inner core, speak your oath of dedication to the great work of self-realization. Stand there and feel the universe respond with some form of welcome to the path. At this point you may sit, meditate in a receptive mode for a while, then write in a notebook everything you just experienced. After the first standing dedication, this centering meditation can be done sitting with any spiritual focus your heart desires. Well, I don't, if that isn't a model for self-initiation, I don't know what is. <laughs> it could be as simple as that, guys. As time goes by, keep doing the how-to suggestions, writing in your notebook, and practicing high magic. Be open to assistance from the magic of life. If you seek further study, be sure to let your heart and instincts lead you the way. The mind is meant to serve, not to lead. It is equipped to handle logistics. Trust the process and trust yourself. The wizards of Kabbalah say the most difficult thing to understand is yourself. That makes self-understanding the prize most worth winning. Ponder on this. Self-realization is realization of... Dot, 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 question mark. Finally, go for the gold. <laughs> Chapter 4. The tree of life. A tree of life is variously a motif in various world theologies, mythologies, and philosophies, a mystical concept alluding to the interconnectedness of all life on our planet, and a metaphor for common descent in the evolutionary sense. Wikipedia. 
Words cannot explain the unknowable mystery, but let this much be said. The Kabbalah tree of life has a background with no boundary. That which surrounds and supports life is infinite and limitless. The ultimate magical mystery is no thing. We can define symbolized by the number zero. This doesn't mean we should forget about it. It means we can explore to our heart's content that which is eternally existing, boundless and forever free. Because of that, we in our soul's essence are also eternally existing, boundless and forever free. Officially, the great unfathomable background of the tree of life is called the Ein Suf Or, translated as limitless light. Sometimes it is called the radiant darkness. That's excellent. Let us not forget that the mystical idea of the writing of the Hebrews mystical text is that they are written as black fire on white fire. And that's actually a visualization used a lot in uh, Hermetic Kabbalah. The Tree of Life, Great Glyph of Kabbalah. The Tree of Life is the main focus of study in the Kabbalah. The Great Glyph can amaze your mind, open your heart, transform your life, and teach you about yourself. This multi-dimensional diagram has engaged some of the world's best thinkers. It is beyond the scope of this book to try and teach about the whole tree. Many deep thinkers have explored it in many books. Your inner voice will guide you to the right information if you undertake to climb the tree. Advanced students might want to work with The True and Invisible Rosicrucian Order by Paul Foster Case. When studying the Kabbalah, there are an infinite number of ways to open this combination lock to access eternal wisdom. The Hebrew letters encode sacred mysteries. The 22 paths of the Hebrew letters correspond to the 22 tarot major arcana, as well as the 10 planets and 12 signs of the astrological zodiac. The whole composition of the tree is the inspiration for the construction of the tarot deck. The seven levels are the seven chakras or metals of the alchemists. There are specific locations for all the colors of the rainbow. Centers 1 through 10 sum up the powers of numerology. Geometry is a major component, and all that is just for starters. Techniques. How to begin a relationship with the tree of life. In the beginning, look at the tree to see if anything is familiar. For example, if you have studied numerology, see how the numbers are distributed. If you like geometry, there is much to notice, and so forth. There are many differing depictions in various charts and books. It never hurts to look around. Your sincere quest inside and outside yourself will put you in touch with your inner teacher. 11 affirmations corresponding to the background of the 10 centers were received by Paul Foster Case from the inner school. They are called the pattern on the trestle board and are highly recommended for your consideration. Available in Case's book, The Tarot, A Key to the Wisdom of the Ages, a diagram of the tree is also in the book. Use your right brain to explore the background of the tree, the no thing, or the limitless light. It is beyond thought, but not beyond your feeling nature. Chapter 5, High Magic The force of the magician of tarot draws down from superconscious levels of the life power's activity is conditioned by his or her enlightened perception of the nature and possibilities of man. In this Aquarian age, we are realizing that every human being is an embodiment here and now, 
of the power which produces and governs the universe. Tarot Revelations by Paul Foster Case, 1884 to 1957. World-renowned occultist founder, builders of the Adidam School of Holy Kabbalah and Sacred Tarot. High magic is the art and science of transmuting one's ordinary personality into a vehicle for expressing superconsciousness. Spiritually, one shifts from ignorance, lead, to practical wisdom, gold. In the process, one becomes enlightened. Ordinary magic is the art of effecting purposeful change at will. High magic surrenders personal will to the primal will to good, which then affects change. The aim is to completely transform one's consciousness from ego self to soul self. Soul, in this instance, would be defined as a unique, individualized expression of the one life. High magic could also be called holy magic, with the understanding that it is purely a scientific process, not a religious process. The esoteric spiritual science of high magic has been practiced in private for millennia. Now the world has evolved to the point where ancient arcane knowledge of certain wisdom keepers is available to all. Anyone who wants to become self-realized is welcome to do the work. Any small personality self can transform into a great awakened self through the process of high magic. The greatest possible adventure in life is discovering the magnificent truth of who you really are deep inside and out beyond the external shell of personality. It is a process that continually unfolds new wonders as it challenges everything you thought was so. Right now, you are, and always have been, an infinite, immortal being of love and light. High magic is designed to advance understanding of your innermost self by tried and true methods of esoteric science. From Latin, iso, meaning inner, and exo, means outer. For many long ages of evolution, yogis of the East and high magicians of the West have discovered, practiced, and realized the benefits of the inner esoteric art and science of self-transmutation. To help students achieve the wondrous goals of high magic is the sincere aim and focus of all true Western Hermetic Mystery Schools. Their plan for this great work includes all humanity, because each individual who becomes a high magician will touch the lives of all other individuals. As more seekers awaken to truth, it becomes easier for everyone to throw off the dark trance of ignorance and enter into the beautiful light of reality. There in the light, we know everything is sacred and all things are connected. We know ourselves to be creators, artists of life. We are free at last from the death grip of the selfish ego. We know who we are. Quote, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your heart. Dr. Carl Gustav Jung, 1875-1961, world-renowned healer, occultist who brought spirituality into psychology. I like that. This book sets forth inform basic information you can use to look into your heart and raise your consciousness. Study and practical application of the principles will stimulate ever-increasing self-awareness. Experimenting with how-to suggestions while will advance your awakening. The author has purposefully made the presentation as clear as possible, since veils over truth are no longer necessary. The Aquarian goddess of tarot is naked to symbolize revelation of truth. Page 64. While the presentation is simple, the subject matter is profound. All these teachings and tools are given for the purpose of helping you look into your own heart. As Jung says, so your vision will become clear. 
High magic is now available to all humanity. However, even though the information is out in the world, it is still esoteric and inner, because turning the lead of ignorance into the gold of enlightenment is a completely interior process. When you are coming from your heart, you will be guided every step of the way. Your true self, which never descended into density, is calling you home. Wherever you are physically, home is always inside you. See page 113 for the tarot image of your transcendent self. Some aspects of what you are doing must be kept secret. Check in with your intuition on this matter. High magic is a serious discipline. To assure the best progress, your commitment to self-transmutation must be wholehearted and steady. The path of return dips down sometimes. We all fall off sometimes, but after a while you will find your current lows are above the level of your former highs. As you progress, you become ever more aware of your innermost, innermost self and its power to transform your consciousness. You awaken to more life and more open-heartedness. You become increasingly aware of the inner power that loves, guides, and protects you at all times, no matter who you are, what you think, or what you have done. There's an image of a path winding over hills between two snow-capped mountains, the moon on the left, the sun on the right, and a huge heart of stars in between the two peaks. It's titled The Path of Return. Gradually ascends to the point of selfhood between the mountains of wisdom and understanding. This world we all share is ripe for transformation. You may choose to be among the transformed. The meek shall inherit the earth. This is a prophetic phrase from the Sermon on the Mount by the noble master of masters, Jesus Christ. It means those who give up egotism, selfishness, fear, anger, and power over others will be the ones who remain on earth to transform our planetary society. Yes, we are truly entering a wondrous new age. Those who are inwardly renewed are forming a cooperative society of peaceful, creative earth citizens. Massive planetary regeneration is waiting just beyond the transformational toil, turmoil in today's world. It is the heartfelt desire of the author that many of you who are called to rise to the occasion of planetary ascension will embrace the path of return. In alchemical terms, one learns to change one's lead of one's small ego awareness into the gold of grand self-awareness. This process accomplished by high magic is known as the great work. As we perform the great work, we come to understand that the cosmos is one thing, not just a lot of separate parts. All its parts are totally intimately connected. The more our understanding deepens, the more we naturally assist all beings everywhere, simply by the loving energies we emit. And we become cognizant of it, the remarkable assistance that has been given to us by our sisters and brothers who are higher up the path of liberation. These words are not meant to imply that there is something wrong with people who are not self-aware. Most certainly, we are all equally valuable universal beings. It is just that awakened people feel much more fulfilled than they felt before realization. Self-realization expands one's wisdom, love, power, and connectedness beyond that what words can describe. The great work challenges every misconception we have about life itself. Fortunately, guidance is guaranteed to the high magician, and the way home has been somewhat smoothed by those who have gone before. The longer we travel the path of return, 
the more we grasp the fact that countless benign beings, angels, ancestors, guides, etc., are with us every step of the way. We bow in gratitude to all of them, and to the one life that designed this most glorious endeavor, the quest for the pearl of great price, our selfhood. The greatest prize demands the greatest effort. Self-realization is the highest attainment. It will solve all your problems. Page 32. As we advance towards this most worthy of goals, we discover that, even though we, the way becomes steeper and more narrow, we are so inspired and eager that we welcome the challenges. Increasingly, we feel our connection to the one self of all. How could we ever have thought we were separate and alone? Of course, we are one with the one. Quote, Remember that you are at an exceptional hour in the unique epoch, that you have this great happiness, this invaluable privilege of being present at the birth of a new world. The Mother, 1878-1973, Sri Aurobindo Ashram, India. An open heart is required for accompanying Earth into higher planes during this time of planetary ascension. Esoteric studies and high magic are not necessary to make the grade. However, more and more people are becoming attracted to the path of return as one way of participating in this unprecedented process that is happening globally. Spirituality without religion is very attractive to free-spirited thinkers and seekers. One may most certainly practice a religion of high magic at the same time, or not. Just follow your heart. Besides our wise and wonderful heart, imagination is another important tool of progress on the path that leads to each seeker's unique experience of selfhood. The human right brain does not differentiate between past, present, and future. Those terms are left-brain designations. The right brain sees the whole, the big picture. When you see yourself and feel yourself being a certain way, you are actually calling the vision or feeling into manifestation. Prayerfully practiced, envisioning your self-realization is the high magic of the mind. Your mind is really made for this kind of creativity, not for becoming hypnotized by the crazed ego. Self-realization has always been a possibility for everyone, but this fact was hidden from us by power structures that purposefully tried to enslave us. A truly free human being is unmanageable because he or she is self-motivated. However, there has always been teachers who have set a good example and showed the way in both the East and the West. They never tire of telling us in written records that in truth we are already enlightened. We just need to wake up to this fact of grace. That is why enlightenment is often called awakening. Now is the time for all citizens of the world to assist each other in the light of a brand new day. Quite possibly, you are also traveling the path of light in other lifetimes, in the continuum. What you do here and now can assist those other personages of yourself. Earth's ascension makes it very much easier to awaken yourself and everyone's essential divinity. Life itself is magical. That is why we can all be high magicians. Techniques. How to practice high magic. One. Do it for the highest good of all beings everywhere. Next. Be patient and kind, yet firm with yourself. A high magic of self-transmutation 
is performed by your own true self upon your human vehicle, the body-mind. The little ego only witnesses and learns to surrender to the higher good. Next, feel into the mood of the magician of tarot. Identify with him psychologically. Feel what he is feeling, what he is thinking about. What does he want? What does your interpretation say about you? As you advance in wisdom and understanding, doing this exercise will reveal how much you have learned. Next, watch your ego mind, the voice in your head. Step back from it. Understand, you are not that mechanism. It is your tool, not your boss. When that voice keeps repeating fear, thoughts, move your attention from the mind to anything positive, creative, or service-oriented. The magician of tarot rules the power of attention. Attention is magical because it focuses the life power. Next. Be vigilant. Remember your lofty goal, self-realization. Next. Cultivate the wisdom of the heart, your feelings, not your thoughts. Next. Study and contemplate the teachings of the masters of wisdom on the subject of the self. Practice tuning into them to receive direct transmission. Next. Look for the magic of life in everything that grows, in the chain of events, and in your mirror. Next. It is good to keep a journal diary specifically for your self-examination, inspirations, and progress on the path. Lastly, pay attention to your dreams. Write them down in your journal or keep a special dream diary. Symbols are the language of the psyche. Through the grace of your subconscious connection with the self, dream symbols may carry important messages. Next, the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita from ancient India are a recommended spiritual study for insight into selfhood. Next, imagine and cultivate the feelings of great joy that continue all along the path of light as you draw closer and closer to self-realization. Foster gratitude for high magic and the great work. Imagine the magnificent moment when you see the light. I'll do a part two of this sometime. Uh, moving on to chapter six, alchemy. I recommend you find this book secondhand if you can. Otherwise, I've included links below on how you can get Arissa's other books. If you use those links, you help support our work through affiliation. And we thank you very much, especially during this time of quarantine. Stay safe and look forward to part two of this, as well as an upcoming interview with the author, Arissa Victor, a.k.a. the famous Granny Rainbow. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. 
Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk that's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk and as a lot of you know I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before including a six hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May I believe so check it out now hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk